to another episode of Where the Fuck in the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations and then go watch it while we eat some snacks and get a little high. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and if you ask people to pray for your sick dog, there's a 100% chance that you voted for Donald Trump. Oh, and I'm Brianna, and I spilled milk today and I didn't cry. And today, we'll be watching Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal is a drama written and directed by the co-writer of Place Beyond the Pines, Darius Martyr, and stars Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to give you our expectations and then discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. Brianna! Hello. Let's get into the show. Tidbits! You never know what you're going to get. Um... So this is the point of the show where Brianna and I are going to give you some things we learned about The Sound of Metal while lazily scanning that goddamn forsaken internet. And then we're going to give you our expectations. And then we're going to go watch it. And then come back and give you our immediate reactions, we will. Brianna, The Sound of Metal is once again distributed by Amazon. Amazon is just fucking killing it right now with indies, bringing in everything. Amazon is just pounding us right now. Yeah, they're just paying all types of money. We got fucking Borat, Uncle Frank. Sound of Metal, <clears throat> all over the place. I think Fat Man might be on Prime, but don't quote me on that. What? Yeah. I don't know. So the director of this film, his name is Darius Martyr. Guy's from Mass, Brianna. Northampton boy. Everybody's from Northampton. A lot of good Mass artists coming up lately. Love it. What else is there to do in Northampton? I've never even heard of Northampton. Just get high and write movies, I guess. It's right next yeah, to. You know. it's, it's right next to Amherst. Um, oh, that's probably why I've never heard of it. That makes yeah. sense. Even better, though, the film was filmed... This film only took one month to film, and it was filmed in Ipswich. Ipswich, Massachusetts. Brianna, you know anything about Ipswich, yeah? Kid? Huh? I do. There's uh, clams come from there. Mmm. Love a good <laughs> clam. All types of clams. Bury my face in clams. Uh, <laughs> it took... So this movie took four years to cast, Okay. No Which rush. Is, yeah, no rush. Uh, Darius Martyr said he had "quote unquote" standards, and I was like, "All right, that's weird." And then I read further. I read further on, and he specifically was like, "I wanted an actor to learn drums from scratch, and I wanted an actor to learn ASL, American Sign Language, pretty much fluently." And I was like, "Yeah, that's not asking too much at all." <laughs> this fucking guy Resumed about to get an Oscar nom. Uh, just just based on the fact that he learned drums from scratch. If 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 Leonardo DiCaprio gets an Oscar win from living in a bear suit for a month, then this guy's got to get something for learning drums and learning American Sign Language, right? I don't know. Leo, he's been he froze in the friggin' ocean holding some broad's hand, and he, she just pushed him down there. Didn't get anything. This guy gave himself deafness just for this role. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Darius Martyr, who wrote uh, this movie. Uh, he also wrote Place Beyond the Pines, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is very, very good. Have you ever seen I've that, I've heard Brianna? it's good. I've never seen yeah. it. It does have Ryan Gosling in it, and I happen to really fancy Ryan Gosling. So. Yeah, me too. Love his dick. Uh, so the director Ooh. of Place Beyond the Pines, <laughs> Derek Sanfrance. I don't know if I'm saying his, his name correctly. Um, I thought it said Frankincense, so good. <laughs> Derek Frankincense. Uh, <laughs> so Derek Frankincense, who wrote Place Beyond the Pines, and Darius Martyr, who wrote... Uh, Darius, Derek Darius Frankincense, Rucker's in Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, Darius Rucker, who wrote... Who directed Place Beyond the Pines, and Darius Martyr, who wrote Place Beyond the Pines. <laughs> so, <laughs> they spoke... Um, they got together for the first time ever, 
And within two minutes, they had already come up with the idea of the sound of metal, which essentially was just like, oh, they were casually riffing and talking. And someone said, oh, what if a drummer lost his his sense of hearing? And so uh, you have born the sound of music. Think about um, all the times that we've talked and never thought of anything intelligent like that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're destined for failure. So Cienfrance <laughs> was going to make it himself. He ended up taking on different projects and decided to just put it at the wayside. And so Darius Martyr was like, I want to pick this fucking thing up. I'm going to mold it into my own. And with some help from Derek on the screenplay, this was born. I guess he also brought his brother in too, Abraham. His brother's name is Abraham. And he brought him in to help write the screenplay. And it, they said that they wrote a thousand pages in total to get the screenplay, mm-hmm. like whittled down to like, a you know, 160 pages or whatever it is. Uh, this movie was shot in chronological order, Brianna. So it was shot act one, act two, act three. I think that's bananas. That's really cool. Financing fell through 10 days before production was set to what? start. Yeah. 10 days. And so they emailed some randos in London, some like Bob and Bibsy Smitsy. And they were like, hey, do you want to like fucking like, uh, I don't know, just pay for our movie that we want to make? And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And I think this is going to be an Oscar darling. So it was probably the right the right call. At the time of this recording, Brianna, it has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb based on 2,900 reviews. It also has a 96% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes based on 156 reviews and an 89% audience score based on 131 reviews. And it has an 81% on Metacritic. But as always, here at We Are the Fuck of the Popcorn Bags, Mm-mm. we Mm-mm. don't fuck with Metacritic none. I don't even know her. Don't even don't know, even know her. her. Nope. Brianna, I think this is the most highly rated movie that we've watched so far. After Jiu-Jitsu. What a, what a bad, bad movie. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that, that's all I have for... Information, did you find anything online about Sound of Metal before we get into our expectations? I did. You know what comes up when you Google Sound of Metal? The Sound of Music, and they're pretty different. Try not to click that suggested search. Both about Nazis, though, I bet. Yeah, both about Nazis and sign language. (laughs) So, (laughs) I read that Abraham Martyr... Darius Martyr wrote it, and Abraham's his brother. Yeah, good old Abe, his brother, composed, like, the film's music. Ooh, Abe baby, like it. I love and it. And he performs a song. I don't know if it's, like, a singing song or, like, a musical song, but there's a song in there written and performed by him. It's a two-hour-long movie. This is a long one. Yeah. I read that it's a pretty slow burn, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty jazzed about that. All right, I'll take it. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if this is a spoiler because we're not technically in the spoiler zone, but I think that knowing that it's about a drummer who loses his hearing, um, the star, Riz Ahmed, wore special cochlear earplugs to actually silence all the noise around him and basically make him deaf. That's fucking crazy. Um, Which I thought was fascinating, and they... Who's they? The director, Darius mm-hmm. Rucker, and his brother, Abe. <laughs> Wagon Wheel. <laughs> Is Wagon Wheel in this movie? Um, That's not a Hootie and the Blowfish song. Isn't it a Darius Rucker song? 
Yeah, but it's not like an original Darius Rucker song. How dare you? They did. Rock my cock like a wagon wheel. Rock a cock in a wagon wheel. <laughs> anyway, so the director and the composer slash sound designer, because I don't remember his name. I didn't write it down. I thought I wrote it down. I didn't, though. They put themselves in a... This is a doozy of a word. An anechoic chamber? Okay, what is that? Um, it's a chamber that creates total silence and darkness. It sounds pretty much like my worst nightmare. That sounds terrible. And um, that's basically what they use to mimic what deaf people would actually not hear. And they recorded Rizamed's <laughs> body sounds. And so the sounds that you're going to hear in the movie are actually Riz's body. That's weird. They put a stethoscope on them, and they put some mics on them, and uh, that's what we'll be hearing. So like basically, his actual any... heartbeat and shit. Yeah, like I don't know. So you know when I move around a lot and you yell at me. Yeah, it's pretty much a lot like that. Okay. All right, I can dig it. Because when you lose your sense I of think... hearing, your body gets louder. Like the sound of your body gets louder to your own ears. Oh, that's interesting. I'm so, trying, uh, I'm trying to yeah, wiggle into my chair and see if I'm going deaf here. I have tinnitus, <laughs> and it's very frightening to think about uh, losing my hearing. I think this movie's going to be amazing, and I also think it's going to be scary for that exact reason. I think that the concept of losing your hearing is fucking so frightening and scary and spooky ooky, and makes me just like so sad. And so that's where I'm at, and I. I don't I don't know how I don't know how well I'm going to get through this movie to be honest with you. <laughs> what do you think, um, Brianna? I don't want to brag, but I feel like I have an incredible sense of hearing only because my eyes cannot see past about an inch away from my face. So I think that my body kind of just, you know, gave me a little something extra on the ears. Ugh, well, my my eyes are trash too, and that's why I can't get COVID because I'm not losing my sense of taste or smell. It's all I have left. If I lose my sense of taste, I might lose weight, so I'm not going to complain about that. But yeah, my sense of uh, my sense of smell that could be yeah could be horrifying. What are your expectations? I think I'm going to freaking love this movie, despite it being two hours and ten minutes long. I think I'm going to love it. But you know what? I don't want to get too excited because I think I've wanted to love movies before and i've been very disappointed yeah i don't want to get my hopes too far up we have been waiting for this movie for a long time a couple months now which feels like years in pandemic time yeah in 2020 let's get into it though uh you want to give me the synopsis while i pack my bong yeah it's a pretty short one so you better pack fast all right and i'm only gonna do it in one breath all right ready yep a heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing <laughs> well okay <laughs> You you got nothing else for me? That's that's fine. It's packed. It's packed. All right, everybody. I don't want to do two long ones because then I could pass out if I only do it in one breath. Hello. Mm, hashtag Brianna sucks. Everybody, make sure that your bongs are packed, your vapes are packed, your... That's it. I have to pack my snack. I don't know what I'm going to have. Or if you want to smoke a blunt, that's fine, too. But in three, two, one... <laughs> And we're back. Wow, that movie was really good. I loved that movie. That was a really good movie, everybody. I'm, we're not going to spend any fucking time in the spoiler-free zone. 
If you're new to the show, you're in the spoiler-free zone right now. We're just about to give our knee-jerk fucking hot takes. No, we're, are, you, are we in the spoiler zone or the spoiler-free zone? No, the spoiler-free zone. So we're giving our immediate hot takes right now, and then we're going to give you our recommendation, and then we're going to get into fucking spoilers. I don't want to spend too much time in the spoiler-free zone at all, Brianna, because the, just holy shit, man. Like, talk about a slow burn. The only part of the spoiler-free zone that I want to be in is that I loved the movie. That's all. Yeah. This movie gave me chills from feelings that had just been, like, creeping up the whole movie. Like, a lot to think about. It ended perfectly. I thought at mm-hmm. one point it was going a little too far, but they they snapped it. They snapped it real, real good. Really, 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 really fucking good movie. 100% an Oscar contender. If it's not nominated for at least three Oscars, I'm going to fucking flip cars. Yeah, actor, director, and writing. For sure. For sure. I could see this getting the writing Oscar. 100%. Oh, definitely. Or, like, sound mixing. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't win sound mixing, yeah. Cars are being flipped in my neighborhood. Uh, it made me feel really zoned in the whole time. It was just one of those movies where you're just watching it. And you're like, what the fuck? You're just taking in this this singular person's emotions the whole time. It's so enthralling. You're really in his shoes the entire movie, the mm-hmm. main character. And he did a fantastic job. I love Riz. So. It wasn't overstated. It was very, very just perfect for the the character mm-hmm. that he was playing um but yeah that's i i really don't want to spend much time in the in the takes at all because i want people to go out and see it and we're gonna we're gonna get into the spoiler zone and just talk great things about it really uh maybe shit on a couple things we'll see um brianna how many popcorn Always. bags did you give it um i gave it a 45 out of 50 popcorn bags and i would wow nice definitely recommend it what about you how many popcorn bags uh, I gave it a 43 out of 50 popcorn bags. Why am I being so gratuitous lately? I don't know. You're being, you're, you're just, you're just feeling it. You're loving it. But yes, ma'am, I'm, I'm fucking recommending this shit. Great fucking movie. Holy crap. Best movie I've seen all year. Yeah. Yeah. It would be the, the best movies I've seen this year. I mean, it's not been a lot, right? But, uh, The Devil All the Time, this Uncle Frank was really good, but uh, this was this was easily the, my favorite movie. So not maybe not my favorite movie so far this year, but the best, most well put together movie I've seen in the year 2020, hands down. This is definitely the best movie we've seen out of our entire show. Oh yeah, 100%. out of the 22 episodes now that we've been we've been in, this is the best one. Not even close. Not even close. So go check it out. Go watch it. It's really enjoyable, and it's intense though. Just remember mm. that. It's really super intense. If you have phobias of losing your hearing, hearing, this is a tough movie to watch. If you have phobias at all, shit, this is a tough movie to watch. Addiction, loss, uh, all types of stuff. It's just, it, it's just really a mindfuck. I, I, I really can't say, say... Too many bad things. Too many bad things at all, yeah. Uh, in, in that regard, Brianna... Let's get into the spoiler zone. Let's get into it. <laughs> the spoiler zone. The spoiler zone is a point in the show where me and Brianna give you our favorite parts, our least favorite parts, and we talk a little bit more in depth about the movie that we just watched. First thing I have under my favorite parts, how throughout the movie we heard everything going on around the main character, Ruben, mm-hmm. through his ears. Now, you had mentioned that earlier, but it, we really just got the full 
Monty when it came to how he was living his life in the moment, how he was feeling, what Russells he was feeling. Like, it really added to the emotion of the movie, the fact that we could just, just kind of live through him this entire movie. And then when they would cut back to normal volume, it really gave you another piece of perspective where you'd be like, holy shit, this dude is going through a lot right now. And he, he doesn't even have any idea. The first time they did this was when he went to the pharmacy. And he was trying to talk to the pharmacist, and the, he was, he literally couldn't hear shit. And the dude was like, he had to write it down, and it, 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 and then they cut to outside of his body, and you could hear the pharmacist fine. It it totally fucked with me. Um, did you have any favorite parts? No, I mean I enjoyed the entire movie. There are I do have some least favorite parts, but not many. But I do like mm-hmm. how they kind of gave you the different perspective of it, and you can really tell like what the difference—the difference like the body Mike's made, and how you can hear him, and how you can hear like the background noise. Normally during like movies, you don't really hear background noise. It's kind of just like a there's a tiny little like glimpse of it. But this mm-hmm. whole movie there's an, was there's just an emphasis. Yeah, yeah, it really emphasized like everything going on around him, and it definitely made me anxious that. One day I could just wake up and not hear anything. Yeah, um, super big bummer. Definitely an emphasis on background noise. Kind of like the background noise you might be hearing right now when Brianna's home. She's got some silly billy roommates that are that are just slamming slamming things. I don't even know. What are they just slamming things? Um, I yeah, I don't I don't know. That's just how my house is. Can you, can you like tell them to shut the fuck up, or is that a no go? <laughs> um. <laughs> if i knew how to sign shut the fuck up i would <laughs> yeah okay uh so the the movie ends in the movie ends in complete silence which i thought was super chilling like that's really part of the chills that just it like it like i said it just creeps up on you and then all of a sudden the movie ends with him looking up into the sky he gets some cochlear implants during the movie and then he's hearing kind of weird distorted the weird distorted way that people hear with those things and it's taking a lot out of him and he's going through big crowds and he starts hearing a bell and he's sitting on a bench and the very end he he takes him off and he's just looking to the sky in complete silence obviously uh, not obviously but in my head thinking if it was all worth it you know if if him coming back to find his girlfriend at the end of the movie he went to france and he sold his winnebago and he did all these these crazy things to try to get back with her and he and, and it's really he's not sure if it's worth it or not i could go through the whole movie really and how great it was like he he works with these deaf kids and that was really awesome i thought that was really fun and mm-hmm. we get a we get a glimpse as to why the the movie's called the sound of metal and he starts banging on the metal slide with the kid with his ear up to it just listen to the vibrations um i really enjoyed the little kids too i thought that that was really nice touch in the movie. There was the times where, like, you know, you definitely see Riz, the main character, as, like, kind of, I don't know, he's not really accepting of his deafness, and it takes him a really long time to figure out, like, yeah, like, I can finally get into this, and then all of a sudden, he kind of pulls a fast one on us all, and he gets the cochlear implants and then it's like oh well i thought we were okay with being deaf and like we learned sign language and we had a nice time with the kids and we were really getting along with the deaf community and then poof he goes and he gets the implants and it's i'm not i don't know i'm not deaf i'm not saying that like 
it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's it's your own life. Do what you want with it. But you can definitely tell there's a point in the, the film where he just immediately is regretting everything. And I yeah. think that he thought if he got the implants that it would just be like totally back to normal. And I also thought that, you know, when you got those, it would be perfectly fine. But I guess I too. that um, it always sounds a little distorted from now on and that was kind of interesting to me i didn't know that but now i do yeah that it was definitely a lot there was a lot of back and forth in this movie it, his his life really ebbed and flowed it they had ups and it had downs and within scenes it had ups and downs he was very emotional very volatile as one would be if they were just fucking losing their hearing out of nowhere especially if it was their livelihood and what their essentially their identity was based around but what about least favorite parts, Brianna? You mentioned you had some least favorite parts. Why don't we get into that? I really only had one least favorite part, and it was when... I think that you have kind of the same one, if you can remember this far back. Kind of the first 25 minutes of the movie, his girlfriend, Lou, just kind of leaves him in the parking lot of, like, Route 1 in Saugus, and she's like, I'm gonna go do my thing, and, like, you're gonna go with this deaf like sober house and uh see you later and she just like leaves him there with the camper and himself and it's just like bye and i kind of didn't really like that and i was just like oh cool um that was really nice of her considering like they were sober and like recovering together and they had dated for four years and she was just like peace i had as well i had the girlfriend bitch was toxic mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her and her fucking bleached eyebrows i should have known uh, he portrays such such good addict behavior, even though he's been sober for four years. It's very interesting to watch how well he portrayed that as a recovering addict, because everybody knows that if you're an addict once, you're always an addict. You're always in recovery. Uh, I wish that fucking silly Billy roommate of yours was in recovery. God damn. They're both home. It's just like, it's the perfect what are they storm. Doing? What, are they, what are they doing? What could possibly they be doing right now? Uh, the noise you heard a couple seconds ago was just the trash. They were just throwing something away. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> well, one of my other, one of my least favorite parts, Brianna, was the impending doom you feel throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so existential. You're sitting there going, oh, fuck, I don't want to lose my hearing. Oh, fuck, I don't want to lose my hearing. Oh, fuck, I don't want to lose my hearing. It's, but they really, it's like a big, a big, a big theme of the movie is that you know, a disability is not necessarily mean you're disabled. And they didn't view being hearing impaired as a negative thing. And a lot of people in the movie felt like it was a, you know, kind of a badge of honor. And mm -hmm. that was really cool to see. And that was kind of one of the lessons that Ruben had to learn as tough as it might have been for him. But yeah, just like definitely just sitting there the whole time. You're like, oh, fuck, this movie's like intense. But it's 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 like heartfelt too, you know. It's like there's a good story in there, but I gotta tell you, it flips it on its head. It's a it's a classic good movie, as as one would say. I really liked how there was that whole house of people that kind of embraced the fact that they were deaf and they didn't yeah, see it, it was like, like a, you said, adult as... community of latchkey people, just yeah. like living as deaf people, chilling, vibing very urban vibes they were probably just left out and like no one their family were probably like we don't want to deal with you and then they were just out 
you know, on the streets and they found the guy with the ponytail and made it all better. And he made them feel special without feeling too special. Did you have any more least favorite parts? Because we kind of circled back there and just went back into favorite parts. It's a really good movie, everybody. You know, there wasn't really like too much that I didn't like about it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just had like little nitpicky things. Like, like not even nitpicky. Just like the girlfriend was toxic. She was kind of... She really was, though. Like, she just left Ruben on the side, and then she went to France, and then she was just, like, singing with her dad in French at the end. That was kind of weird. I didn't really really dig that part, but whatever. Yeah, I couldn't tell if she was, like, about to cry the whole time, or, like, that's how the song was supposed to go. I don't speak French, so I was just super confused, but I guess it sounded nice. (laughs) Well, that's the review for Sound of Metal. I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you came back and watched, if you watched The Sound of Metal and then came back and listened to the spoilers, we'd love to hear what you, what you think about it. And if you just listened to the spoilers without watching the movie, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah, I feel dirty that you just listened to us. Like, just fucking Google it if you're going to go ahead and just read the spoilers. Ooh, ooh, so dirty, but still listen. We love you. Brianna, (laughs) what else did you watch this week? Oh, speaking of being done dirty. Ooh, I was done dirty too when I watched something. Go on, go on. (laughs) Well, my little cheap ass finally got to see the new Mulan because it's now just available to stream to anyone on (laughs) Disney+. Plus. (laughs) Okay, okay. And let's not even start with, sure, you know what? They gave her a sister. We'll get by. Sure, they didn't have the hot guy from the army because hashtag me too wouldn't allow it. Thanks. Sure, they didn't do any of the original songs, but they sort of quietly played them in the background. Yeah, whatever, that's fine. The thing that pissed me off the most, the thing that ignited the fire of all my ancestors inside of me, was that she didn't fucking cut her hair. (gasps) She didn't? Spoiler! She didn't fucking cut her hair. And I even read about it online after because I was like, I have to read about this fucking bullshit. And they said that they didn't do the hair cutting because it was redundant. And I said, are you you shitting me? Are you shitting me? She has to cut her hair so so she can look like a man so she can join the army. That's the point of the movie. I was okay with not having Eddie Murphy as uh, the dragon. They replaced it with a phoenix. I was okay with not having a little cricky. I was okay with not having a fun horse. But when they didn't cut her hair... That's bananas. My Asian blood was boiling. That's bananas. And they said that they didn't have her cut her hair because, yeah, it was redundant. And then also a lot of men in China back in the day had long hair and she would just fit right in. And I went, I don't fucking care. We're trying to be historically accurate. You know, let's not get too crazy. You know that there was awful CGI, awful CGI, parkour, her jumping off buildings. We're going to let that fly, but we're not going to let her cut her hair because other men had long hair at the time. shame on you disney brianna go off (laughs) that's That's from an asian woman disney (laughs) that's it that's all i have well you know what i gotta be honest with you i feel the same way about the movie i watched this week the hillbilly elegy oh do you have some fucking caucasian rage that you want to get out of fuck that movie dude you want to white trash bash it yeah i want to white trash bash this shit here's the thing 
they did not portray poverty in that movie in any type of realistic way except for in small doses. That movie was such bullshit, such horseshit. And to be honest with you, if they wanted to t- like if they wanted to go on about poverty in America, they should have focused on it more. I'm sure the source material is source material is a lot better because it's based on a book. But when I tell you they tried to weave in this stupid fucking bullshit story of a boy becoming a man and then prospering, but like not really, and then tied in with his hillbilly grandma and his addict mom, like they just, it was just so fucking stupid. It was very clearly Ron Howard being a rich cunt making a movie (laughs) about Appalachia and poor people. That's all it fucking was. And Amy Adams was really good as a young person in it, but then they cut to her being old and she fucking sucks. She's like an old junkie lady. And it, and the way that the son acts is so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. He, he drives back to Ohio to help her, but then he drives back to cause Yale because he's like, you got to figure it out on your own. It just, there's no, it just makes me so mad. It just makes me so goddamn mad. It's such a bad movie. And as someone who has dealt with family members who maybe be, who maybe suck and are addicts, uh, it just didn't represent any of my viewpoint of the situation whatsoever. It, it had some good parts. I really liked Glenn Close and I really liked the small bits of this is what American poverty looks like. There's a point in time where she's she asks the Meals on Wheels guy for extra food. She's like, anything you have. Like, I just, you know, I wasn't able to buy my pills this week. We had a, she just spent money on like a calculator. Like, that's real shit. That's real ass shit. But when they interweave it with a 24-year-old traveling across country to get his heroin addict mother into a, a rehab and she doesn't want to, and then they just fight, and then he finds her on the floor trying to do heroin, like, after he's already been... It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's stupid. Don't go watch that bullshit movie. There's a reason it has, like, a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a reason that when you go on Netflix, it's not even visible on the front page. Garbage. I read one review on it, and it said, read the book. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that guy's a cunt. I heard he's a Republican. Well, apparently the book is a lot better than the movie. I would have to assume. I would have to assume. Just the way Ron Howard went about making this movie. You can shove a dildo up your ass, sir. <laughs> what other movie did we watch that I was like, the director was totally out of touch with like this, the movie itself and like the material that was in it? Oh, what the fuck was it? Um, was it Jungle Land? It was Jungle Land. No, it wasn't, was it? Yeah, it was Jungle Land. They tried to they tried to write a movie about poor people from Fall River, and like sex trades and all that. And I thought like, it what? was a woman. No, no, because it no, 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 no. It was fucking. It was Henry Winkler's son who directed Jungle Land. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, Henry yeah, Winkler's yeah. son. And we were like, how does he know anything about being poor from Fall River? And you yeah, know what off. Fall River has? They have this place that I really want to try where they have pierogies. And I hear they're really delicious. And I love pierogies. Because what's better than potatoes and pasta together? Don't fucking come at me with gnocchi either. You know what's better than potatoes and pasta together? Headlines! Warner <laughs> <laughs> Brothers releasing everything on HBO Max. How do you feel about that? I think it's fucking dope. 
They're releasing everything on theaters and HBO Max through 2021. I think it's dope, but that means I gotta like get HBO Max, and I just got rid of a bunch of stuff because Brianna has to cut back because she's on a budget now. Well, at least Brianna knows that she's gonna get new movies if she gets HBO Max. You're, I you're gonna get you'll you'll get all the good goods. I just got rid of Netflix. You'll get Tom and Jerry. What do you what do you think though? You think it's awesome though? It makes a lot of sense. Like th- this is this is the right move, especially because Warner Brothers owns HBO. Like it's just the right move. It's definitely the right move. I have nothing like wrong with it, and it was a good idea because at least they're coming to terms with the fact that. The world's not going to be right by the time yeah. 2021 rolls around, despite exactly. what everyone's like, thinking. Exactly. Movie theaters are it, gone. Right? Gone. Yeah, they're gone, man. They're gone, man. Gone, just they're like gone. my industry is gone. But yeah, it's good to get ahead of it. Yeah, I like that they were like, you know what? We're just going to fucking take this and run with it. We're going to just take it hard and fast. And um, I'm pretty excited. I got another question for you, though. What do you think about Elliot Page? And is Elliot Page, is he going to take female roles? I hope not. And I'm not saying like because he's now, you know, a full man. Mm-hmm. That'd be hell of a that'd be hell of an acting role, though, because he'd be a, he'd make a great woman. But I'm just saying, like, I hope that he just takes it and he also runs with it and just goes, no, you know what? I'm a man now. I want man's roles. Thank you. Next. So I thought I thought he played a woman in the Umbrella Academy, but I guess that role is a man's role. That is a ma- like he's a, a man in that. He's always been a man in that. So I was like, oh, shit. OK, so he's like not he doesn't have to continue to play a woman, which I thought was was going to happen. It's still it's just a, either an ambiguous or man's role. Really? I thought it was a woman. I thought so too, but I guess the the I guess the source material, the character was a man. I could see that. I know how they like to change things like that for, you know, from comics to film or screen. I'm assuming you don't have much feeling on her becoming a man, him 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 coming out as a man. I'm assuming you're you're pretty a-okay with it. I'm pretty okay with it. I'm glad that people are, you know, out there. Yeah, be, in be their... who you want to be, dog. Yeah. Be, no, no, no. I should say be who you are. Not who you want to be, who you are. Well, you know, if you want to be something else, then and it makes yeah, you whatever. happy, go for it. Yeah, you know what? If it makes you happy, it makes you ha- it makes me happy, dog. That's all you got to know. If it makes me happy, it can't be that bad. You know what makes, you know, it doesn't make me happy, Brianna? The death of a Morton Joe. Rest in peace, a Morton Joe. Mm. Not a big fan. I love Mad Max. That's an amazing movie. I never saw the originals with uh, Mel Gibson. But did you see the Tom Hardy one? I did. That's, I mean, that's all you need to see. I did. I mean, come on. Charlize Theron with her fucking shaved head and her fake arm. Hello. Rest in peace, a Morton Joe. All those wives is not going to have nobody no more. I was actually like... I wasn't grossed out when I was watching Mad Max and I saw Morton Joe, but I was like, damn, that's gonna fuck me up for a couple nights. <laughs> Did you have any headlines? Other than the fact that Kristen Stewart got COVID during Happiest Season when she was filming it, and Aubrey Plaza, how who we are kind of on the fence about, mm-hmm. fucking ratted her out during an interview. And she was like, oh my god, I didn't mean to. And it was like, ugh gross oh aubrey that's 
Which makes me think that her and Robert Pattinson were totally making out during the pandemic because he also got COVID. And I was like, oh my God, did they just, did they reunite? Was there like some Edward and Bella like romance going on? Ooh, spreading lies, bitch. (laughs) Spreading lies. But then I I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Timelines don't match up. I think that's a good, a good note to end the show on. (laughs) Spreading lies about Twilight stars hooking up in 2020. Next oh, week, yeah, everybody, we will be watching. We will be watching Fat Man, I believe. So get ready for that. That stars Walton Goggins and one Mel Gibson, who was the star of our first movie that we ever reviewed, The Beaver. The Beaver. <laughs> if you know anything about our feelings on Mel Gibson, it's that we think he's a Nazi cunt troll. <laughs> Wait, can you give us the beater. Beaver's accent? <laughs> Oi, I'm the fucking Beaver. I'll be back next week to tell you all about my movies. Oh. What do you think of Mel Gibson, Beaver? I think he's a fucking asshole bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. All the links are in the show notes below. Brianna, say goodbye to our beautiful people before we leave. Don't we have Discord? We do have Discord. Everything's in the show notes. Bye, everybody. Bye, Beans. Love you. Bye, babies.